One is a Buckeye. Kyle, you are an absolute failure. One is a Wolverine. Jordan, you have to be trying to suck this much. Somehow they are still friends. It's Buck and Blue. Welcome to Bucket. You know what, Kyle? I can't. I can't go through with it. I'm changing the name with this week. The name of the podcast. The name of the podcast is no longer Buck and Blue. It is called Buck and Boo Hoo. So why don't you just say hello to everybody, Boo Hoo? Are you talking to me? I am I'm waiting for you to introduce the podcast, Jordan. <laughs> I just did. I don't know what else to call it at this point. Maybe the Suck and Blue podcast? Well, that would require that uh, the team I'm a fan of actually sucks, but that's your team, not my hey, team. Hey, it's not my fault. Your team is just a bunch of criminals under a head coach who encourages criminal activity and behavior. <laughs> yeah, well, your team's a bunch of criminals, and our team, <laughs> our team, so we're saints. No. We don't win football we... games, but we're saints. <laughs> this is the Buck and Blue podcast. Not yeah, any other okay. stupid name. Yeah, I guess that, that still works too. I guess Buck and Blue still works. Your your fan base is blue because they are maze and blue, and your fan base is terrible. So, speaking of other terrible things that happened in sports in the last few days, Jordan, would you please give us your Buck and Blue sucks to be you for this week? Let me tell you why I suck, <laughs> man. You are one pathetic loser. It's Buck and Blues. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be me right now. Sucks to be me right now. You gotta let the intro play. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my sucks to be you. Uh, it really sucks to be you because you're a Michigan fan. No, that's, that's not where I'm going. We're never going to get through this podcast. <laughs> but we're going to go there over and over again because, ladies and gentlemen, it is football season all is right with the world. Ohio State's coming off a win. Michigan's coming off a loss. <laughs> Just the world is as it should be. I cannot wait for them to trip and fall at the time it matters most. And all of your hopes and dreams get flushed down, right down the toilet. You're going to be the Oklahoma of this year. Remember how last year Oklahoma was like number one or number two? Right away, and then they sucked. They lost a bunch of games, and now nobody cares. At least we have dreams, Kyle. Hey. We have dreams. You're hoping you can beat Oregon State this weekend. We will beat Oregon State this weekend. We, we, and, will, we will see about that. And I'm you're getting me all fired up right now. I hate you so <laughs> much. That's what I want. Nope, I'm not even having fun anymore. This is dumb. I'm taking my ball, and That's... I'm going home. And with that, we will now just be the Buck Podcast. So we won't be anything, show. <laughs> you jerk. All right. My sucks to be you this week. I've actually got two. Uh, and actually, they're both kind of serious. Uh, well, one of them serious. Uh, the first one is uh, BYU's senior quarterback, Taysom Hill. Uh, if you didn't see this in the Nebraska game, this guy's already come off a reticle med, uh, reticle med shirt. A medical. Did you get that education at the uh, Ohio State University yeah. there? A, Is that where you learned your words? A, dur, 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 dur. <laughs> medical med shirt. <laughs> Spit it out. A medical, a medical red shirt. Okay. The guy's already coming off a medical red shirt, uh, so it's not <clears> likely <throat> that he can get another one. But in his first game this year against uh, Nebraska, you know, tears his leg up uh, and he's done for the year. Uh, BYU. Their football program posted a video on YouTube. On one end, it's really, really sad. On one end, it really makes me appreciate the camaraderie that is football because they show the locker room after. This is after BYU wins against Nebraska on a Hail Mary touchdown in the last second. So it's an epic win. They show this locker room. They show Taysom Hill sitting in a chair, and the coach goes over to him, puts his arm around him, and the entire team surrounds this guy. And, I mean, you have wide receivers, like, in tears because they know this guy's college career's over, and they're just, like, distraught 
for the leader of the team and this guy that they've just, you know, gone into the trenches with. So in a way, you know, it, I mean, it absolutely sucks that this injury happened to this guy. Uh, but it really makes you appreciate like what football can be for a lot of these guys. So there's a, there's a little bit of a, you know, bright side to that. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, go check it out. It's really a, really a cool video. Um, my second sucks to be you. I'm giving you a two for one this week. Uh, and that would be Virginia Tech fans. Um, and not because what you just lost to Ohio jerk. State. Just rubbing it in. It's, You're it's rubbing not it in. Because you See, just, this is what happens no, when not. a Buckeye fan starts to get all full of himself. Hey, Michigan, you <laughs> suck. And hey, Virginia Tech, you suck. And hey, everybody, you suck. We're the greatest. We're the best. We peaked in high school. Yeah! <laughs> Stupid uh, Buckeyes. Peaked in high school. Let, can I finish? Would you let me explain? If you're a Virginia Tech fan right now, <clears throat> it doesn't suck so much that you lost to Ohio State. What sucks is that your starting quarterback, Michael Brewer, is now out for a good chunk of the season. Anybody who watched that Ohio State game saw as soon as Michael Brewer went down, the game was over. I mean, Ohio State was ahead by three points. Michael Brewer goes down. The game is over because the backup cannot throw a pass. The guy cannot throw a pass. And Virginia Tech is a team that actually had hopes to maybe contend for, uh, you know, their conference championship this year. And now it's just like, until he gets back, wh what are they going to do? Th that is just such a blow to that team. And, I mean, I don't know what it is about that Michael Brewer kid. I mean, two years in a row, we're watching this kid just tear up Ohio State's defense. That first half, I'm sitting there going, like, what is going on? This kid is ridiculous. I remember watching last year's game and just being like, this kid is something I've never, like, he's as cool as he can be back there. And he's just picking apart this defense. Who is this guy? Uh, and then the rest of the season, he didn't do like Jack because he was getting hit every which way because the offensive line was giving up just hit after hit after hit. Um, and then he started doing the same exact thing to us in the first half uh, on Monday night. And I started going, oh, my gosh, this cannot happen again. So I, I'll be the first one to admit I was nervous there for a little bit. I think they would have won even if Michael Brewer had stayed in the game. It just would have been closer. Uh, yeah, I, I, because Virginia Tech couldn't stop their defense or could not stop their offense yeah. in the second half. Yeah, uh, I actually listened to an interview about a guy from Virginia Tech and talk about their quarterback and um, interviewing him. So it's kind of like second person, but they said he was a lot more comfortable um, with guys coming back healthy and in this offense for the second year that they had a lot of confidence with their receivers and had. They had done a lot for this game specifically, so I didn't watch the game, but I'm not surprised to see that they they looked well prepared against Ohio State. That kid impressed me, has impressed me twice. I didn't watch a lot of their season last year. The most I've seen this kid is in the two games against Ohio State. I have nothing but respect for that kid. I, I do feel bad for Virginia Tech fans right now because... There goes their season. I have I really have no... I mean, their, their backup can't throw a ball. They're backup kid. Really trouble. rubbing it in. Talk of backups when you guys have a ton. You're just gonna. Oh, we we're not worried if our quarterback <laughs> goes down. If uh, hey, if our second quarterback goes down, no big deal. You know, Kyle. Now that you bring it up, anyway, that really does make that run last year look even more amazing with our third string wow. quarterback to the national championship. Doesn't wow. It? Hey, I don't think there's enough room for. You, your ego, and me to all be on this podcast. All right, you can leave. Gosh. <laughs> Yuck. Anyway, all right, Kyle. In the theme, I'll give the floor to okay, you for now. That, you go thanks ahead. Thanks for your whole big spiel about how really Ohio State's better, even in both of those examples, was all about us. Whatever. So, in the theme of quarterbacks, uh, mine's not injury, but I was going to say, for my sucks to be you. This article was written yesterday by Tim Healy of the Globe Correspondent, and it's all summer long through the two-a-days and exhibitions and court dates. 
Jimmy Garoppolo was in the spotlight as the potential starting quarterback for the defending Super Bowl champions. The next line, not anymore. (laughs) Uh, And really, it sucks to be Jimmy Garoppolo, but I guess it really just sucks to be us that we had to endure that whole long thing all off-season. So let's just thank God that football is back and pray that it continues uninterrupted by any of those shenanigans going on in New England. And that's all I want to say about it. Sucks to be me right now. Yeah, I never want to hear a thing about Deflategate again. I know once Tom Brady retires, we'll have, well, I mean, it's all going to come, but you're going to talk about Spygate, Deflategate. Uh, yep. And everyone know, will make lots gate. more money Something, on that. Yep. Some other gate's going to come dumb. up. Um, and we're going to have to deal with that. So it's, I don't know. Part of me thinks where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, no, you're talking about it. This is you. See, you're weighing in. You're, you're adding. Right. I won't talk about it. Back to Ohio State. Okay, I do want to <laughs> ask you some, some serious questions, though, you douche. If you can answer these, if you can answer these without being a, a complete jerk, and am I allowed to say douche on our podcast? Because I just uh, We did. make the rules, right? So All right, fine. I'm going to say if yes. You can, if you can answer these seriously without being a douche, then I'll continue. If not, we're going to move on. Does your mother listen to this podcast? No, no one listens to this <laughs> podcast. It's safe to say my mother I, does hey, not. Can I tell you this? I did have. I told one of my uh, coworkers about it. His yeah. Name, his okay. Name was Matt. Uh, All right. He told me, "Hey, I actually found your podcast the other day that you told me about." I was like, "Oh, really? That's pretty cool." Wow. And he, like, and he goes, "Yeah, I did listen to it." Of course. <laughs> So I said, you know what, I'll give you a shout out. And he said, I probably won't ever hear it. Yep. So cheers, Matt. You suck too. All right. So Jordan, you watched the Virginia Tech-Ohio State game. And there was a lot of anticipation going into that game. After watching that game, what questions were answered for you that you had going in? Uh, Well, the first one that comes to my head is who the starting quarterback is going to be. Okay, that was uh, an obvious one. So that got answered. And what I really liked was that we, whoever the starting quarterback was going to be, that was going to yeah. be the quarterback, um, which is great. Because there was a time in that first half and at the beginning of the second half where things were looking a little dicey. And, yeah. Um, and it's at times like those where you're thinking – well, we got this other guy on the bench, you know. Oh yeah. Maybe we that's... can put this guy in and spark the offense. Yeah, you um, know that's going to be the temptation all year long. Exactly. As soon as, as soon as they don't have a lead or say they go down at the half, you know everyone's mind is yep. going to be on. Well, yeah, well, JT Barrett, he can get it done out he's, there. He's yeah, faster he than do. Cardale. He's you know? He could. He's a. It's going to be. He's a better matchup for this defense, or yeah. he gives them more options or opens the playbook or whatever excuse you want to fill in the blank with that's going to happen. Yeah. So I was really happy to see that when Cardale, uh, when that all was going down, Cardale was out the next, you know, next drive, next drive. Cardale was out. There was never uh, a point in that game until it was cleanup time that JT Barrett came in the game and JT Barrett looked phenomenal when he came in. I mean, he threw a fantastic looking touchdown pass, uh, when he ran the ball, he he had a huge run down the field for about 30 yards. But that was Cardale's game. It's Cardale's team. And that's what – until Cardale gets hurt, which with the amount of hits he's taken, that very well could happen. That's the, th- that's yeah. the other thing I worry about. Uh, the he's way they run quite... him with the ball, yeah, uh, he's, he's definitely taking hits. Um, so I'm hoping he stays healthy. Uh, but it's his team until uh, – something dramatic or drastic happens. So that was one big question that I was happy got answered. Okay. Any others like how the defense would hold up without your pot smoker guy? It's just the defense didn't look great. Uh, and mostly because Michael Brewer was looking fantastic again. I mean, they, they were getting pressure on Brewer that hit he took in the first half where he just got absolutely sandwiched, but still fit a ball in there perfectly. I don't know what more you can ask the Ohio State defense to do. Um, they, they're, they've always been that kind of play off and keep guys in front of you type defense. Uh, that's kind of how they've always played. I don't know. I, I don't think they looked horrible, 
at the same time, it wasn't the absolute dominating defensive performance that you want to see. Um, what surprised you or what maybe happened that you didn't expect? I did not expect Zeke Elliott to be returning punts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't that. see that, but that the, sounds unusual. Though on the first punt that Virginia Tech had, and I see Zeke Elliott sitting back there, I'm like, really? We don't <laughs> have like a fourth string wide receiver who has nothing to do. <laughs> like we got our top running back back there, and it came back to bite him. I mean, he he dropped a punt and fumbled one. Uh, Fortunately, I mean, they came back in the second half, but that was that was a big could have been a huge turning point in the game. Yeah. So what's good is what I've heard this week is Urban Meyer has taken all those suspended guys. So Jalen Marshall was the guy who normally returned punts. He's one of the guys who got suspended. Um, and on the depth depth chart that Urban released this week, none of them is penciled in as the number one starter this week okay. against Hawaii, uh, with the exception. With the exception of Joey Bosa, uh, Joey Bosa and Sam Hubbard are listed as both at number one. It's Joey Bosa or Sam Hubbard. So really, what I would like to see as an Ohio State fan is this week against Hawaii is none of those guys start. I'd love it if Sam Hubbard came out and started the game against Hawaii. Um, Just to continue to put him in their place yeah, in a game I mean, that doesn't really matter because they shouldn't have any trouble with Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, send a message, like, especially Joey Bosa. Like, you're supposed to be the leader of the defense. You're supposed right. to be the player on defense. And you're going out and putting yourself putting yourself and the team at risk by doing something stupid. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, then the last question I've got for you is, uh, how does this Virginia Tech game change your perspective, if at all, on this season? Um, I don't think they should have any problem rolling through most of their schedule. Okay. Uh, it really doesn't change my perspective that much because last year the team didn't look that great at the beginning of the year, and I don't think they looked as convincing as I would have liked them to be. Um, yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> last year you just saw them get better. I mean, you can't deny, beginning of the year they played Navy, they didn't look that good. They lost to Virginia Tech the next week. Then they started winning some games again, again against teams that Bear, weren't that great. Yeah. Barely eked uh, out that overtime win against Penn State. Exactly. Um, Barely. But by the end that of was, the season. That was your national championship gone with, like, the bounce of a ball or something. They never would have made it with two losses. Yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wish that had happened. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but I think they got better as the season went along. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm for not sure. Gonna, I'm not going to well, overreact to this in any way. Yeah. I'm going to step back and say, hey, they won week one. That's all you can ask them to do. Uh, it wasn't – I mean, they came out looking dominant. It got sketchy there for a while, and then they put it home when they needed to. Now, if I, I really do think if Michael Brewer was still in that game, that game would have been much different. If he yeah. didn't go down with an injury, I think that game's much different. Like um, within a touchdown final, within a touchdown? I don't know if it's within a touchdown because, again, Ohio State's offense just came to life. And Braxton Miller, I mean – did you see that I know. spin move? It was everybody played it forever, so yeah. Because it was unbelievable. I no, Kyle, he just he just spun. That's all. He yeah he just spun. I, I let out a giant belly laugh when that happened because I was just so happy. <laughs> uh, and not to mention that his first catch was like a diving, outstretched catch uh, over the middle well, of the field. It, well, it, I, I mean, Braxton Miller looked great. Buckeye crap aside, I think he probably made the right choice if he ever wants to have a pro career. And I think he needs to do more of that this season and showcase that if he wants to get drafted I'm, because he was never going to be what, a quarterback. No. But if he continues with this athleticism and yeah. skills, like he's got a shot to be a receiver in the league. I think this raises his stock in the NFL draft. Well, I yeah. think before, if he was going in as a quarterback, he's looking – mid-round pick at best. Yeah, he's Terrell Pryor all over again. Uh, I think I think Braxton's better than Terrell Pryor, but that's a different discussion. I um, think so too, but he's the same style, and I think he ends yeah, okay, up ultimately I, the same play. He's going to get drafted by some like Cleveland or New York Jets and just fail and be done. Whereas, But, but now in that like Percy Harvin, you know, wide receiver running back type role that they've got him in, 
He's yeah. showing this athletic ability that he's got. And I think more teams are going to be like, yeah, we could use that. And I think his yeah. draft, uh, draft stock is just going to rise from that. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think he made the right choice for his pro career. So, All right, Kyle. So Anyway. Now that we've talked about the high of the week, let's talk about the other high of the week, and that's Michigan losing to Utah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I won't pretend that Michigan losing was like a high or anything, but there were a lot of good things that I liked. Um, but even so, the way I described it as soon as it was over or the next day was both teams tried really hard to lose that game. Michigan just did a better job of losing that game. By that, obviously, the turnovers by uh, Rudock were terrible, especially considering two of the interceptions were wide open downfield passes that absolutely would have scored or if not put them in the red zone or, you know, field goal position, uh-huh. a couple of missed field goals, whatever. But to be fair, Utah had their fair share of like foibles and I don't know, stupid plays. Well, that one thing, kid, yeah, what? There, there's that one kid who gave up two penalties at crucial moments that mm-hmm. absolutely kept Michigan in that the game. That personal foul on the sideline. Oh, my gosh. That was – if I was the Utah coach, I'd have sat him down forever. Like, yeah. you – if like if Michigan would have won that game, and they certainly were capable of it, that would have been the turning point. The score was still close, um, and that was it. Like, that was like our a third and long situation that they gave us the first down. Like – absolutely they had us where they wanted us and he just went and did something dumb to keep us alive and I think we ended up getting a field goal off that drive um if not a touchdown so it was pretty detrimental that's the thing though like you're saying Utah didn't look that good and I'm not disagreeing but could that be a testament to the defense that Jim Harbaugh is starting to you know put together Uh, that's Because Jim Harbaugh, when he was with the 49ers, I mean, it's not like the 49ers were, you know, New Orleans with their offense. Their defense was what. Yep. Okay. And to that point, um, I'm going to half agree with you. I think the the magic of Harbaugh, and you saw it perfectly displayed in this Utah game, the magic of Harbaugh on defense wasn't so much maybe like getting the players or building some sort of scheme. But if you notice, each of Utah's drives looked very different because Harbaugh adjusted every single drive. So there'd be drives, Utah cut them up, just slashed them all the way down the field and scored. And then we'd get a couple more drives, and before Utah's offense adjusted again, they couldn't go anywhere on the defense. Michigan's defense just shut them down. And I would even contend that half of Utah's adjustments – we're having that long, lanky giraffe of a quarterback just go out and make plays because seriously, he was big, he was fast, and he's he scored a couple or he scored one with his feet that kept them alive and kept them uh, outpacing Michigan. I think, and this is this is my hope for the season too, that we do see things like that defense improve in how it adjusts uh-huh. as the players get used to making adjustments. I think that's Harbaugh is always going to like know how to make the adjustment, know what to do. He sees the scheme. They, you know, they do something he's going to adjust. It's can the players get used to those adjustments as fast as he wants to coach Mm -hmm. them up to those things. And then we, I think we've always kind of had players like last year, our defense wasn't a bad defense. It just, we had nothing on offense to to support us. Like here's, here's my point with the defense is Utah last year. I mean, this is a team that hung with Oregon. Uh, Absolutely. And they were, Ahead of Oregon for know, a while. With, you know, their one fumble at the one-yard line away yep, from, you that know, guy. really having a chance to win that game. Who showboated and dropped it. Yeah, that was the so, worst. So holding Utah, I mean, to 24 points, seven of which came on a, you know, pick, pick six. six uh, I mean, you can't feel bad about that defense. Right? No, no, and it, it had weaknesses at times, but I felt like every time there was a weakness, an adjustment was made, yeah. and that's why I don't I don't necessarily feel like, hey, we have the best D-line, or we have the best corners, or backs, or, like, it's, it's not like I'm super psyched about the athletes we've got, and there are a few to be excited about, 
but more so I have confidence in those guys throughout the season learning the, the adjustments that need to be made and improving on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think what my hope is that when the offense kind of starts to figure itself out, like that game in Utah, the defense always can give them a chance. So, like, Michigan State is going to be an absolute slugfest. And Michigan's offense has no chance in that game if their defense does not, yeah. like, hold hold Michigan State. And um, I think you're going to see special teams is going to be big there, like field position, and it's going to be a grinder. I'll be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm nervous, but the only chance we have is as if our defense continues to improve. I'll be honest. I didn't think Michigan was going to win that game against Utah. But at the same time, I thought Michigan looked good in spots. I thought in a couple spots, they looked like a pretty good team. Um, yeah. I, so I want to I ask think you, I can. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, was, I think I can identify a little bit of that because I agree. I, I think they looked like a better football team from the years past, even though a lot of it was the same players. And I think the difference from this year to last – is um, composure, and I hate to say like maturity or mental toughness or something like that, but it seemed like this year the players had a better idea of what to do and how to do it. Like there was a confidence there. Um, Even when Utah had that big drive and just drove like 80 yards and scored, the very next time they went out, and like responded and the defense stepped up like it they weren't as easily shaken whereas in years past it's like a circus out there with a bunch of clowns running around and this they looked like a team that was focused and had like a a unified idea of what they were trying to do so i would ask you kyle uh jake rudock is now the starter uh that was announced this week jim harbaugh is he is number one on the depth chart what did you see out of Jake Rudock, and do you think this is a good move? What are you expecting from him going forward? Um, I think it's a good move, and before you, any other Michigan fan, hyperventilates about Jake Rudock and the three picks and what he did last week, we had Devin Gardner last year, and <laughs> we had, like, you saw Shane Morris come in for Devin Gardner. What did you see about his performance then that makes you think, He's going to beat out Jake Rudock, who wasn't great. No, I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback, but I'm saying Jake Rudock is a quarterback. He's capable. And they, he made, granted, he threw some picks, but he also had some, and overthrew some guys, but he had some plays and some throws in there. I've never seen Devin Gardner that make. Throw, I've never seen Shane Morris that make. That touchdown pass like, he threw was oh, a yeah. good pass in between Triple two coverage. Yep. Just puts oh, it out by there. By the way. And, by the way, before you continue, I have come up yeah. with a nickname for the new Michigan connection between Jake Rudock and Jake Butt. Jake Butt, because uh, I was just going to say, hold on, part of the success of Rudock <laughs> is going to be Jake Butt, who was crazy good in that game, like really consistent and efficient, but I'm looking forward to them and the, like I think they will improve the more comfort they get or the more they get comfortable together in that offense and in competition. Like, Rudock, I'm com- I'm more confident in Rudock than I am in any other option we have right now. And I think those mistakes will start to go away, and he will be better. Harbaugh is a quarterback and is a quarterback coach. Like, he he's yeah. not going to get worse. I hope I don't regret those words. Can I tell you my, can I tell you my nickname I came up with? No, I'd actually prefer to just move on. Too bad. Actually. I'm telling you. The Jake Rudock to Jake Butt connection is now forever known as the Buttock connection. Boy, <laughs> you really, uh, uh, really think you're funny there. Juvenile humor at its best. Oh, yeah, I mean, what are dumb. the odds? Jake Butt and Jake Rudock. Come on, Buttock. It's great. It's fantastic. No, just call it the Jake. Jake to Jake, Jake something. There's something better there with Jake. Honestly, though, I thought that I, he did have a couple bad picks, but you're right. He he looked like a quarterback who could throw the ball where he needed it to at times. 
Yeah. I think too. I think I liked too. Like he wasn't as shaken. He looked composed also. So yeah, yeah. he throws a pick, but then the next drive he can come back and go for a touchdown. Or I just think that that's that is more than what we've had. Even with Denard, Denard made plays, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. You know. Check down, yeah. make your reads, and make passes. You go back like, and watch that Michigan Notre Dame game when Denard was there, and uh, yeah, that it ridiculous was, game. I mean, he could not hit the broadside of a barn with his throws no. in, those, in that game, and they somehow yeah. miraculously won that game at the end. <laughs> it was an absolute miracle. You're right. Well, it was not a miracle. It was because both defenses quit yep. at the end of the like. <laughs> At the end of the fourth, or at the like, end of the third has quarter, the ball last is going to win this game. It, exactly, it was a race against the clock, not a football game. It was anyway, but in all seriousness, that was more of a quarterback. I mean, I Chad Henney maybe was probably the last passer yeah. we've had. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had a passer. Guy who and can stand again, back in the I'm, pocket and throw the ball. Yeah, and, you know, stare down a receiver or pump fake a secondary or linebacker and, like, be a passing quarterback. And I think that that fits, that fits Harbaugh's offense because Harbaugh obviously wants to run the ball. You saw how much he pounded it with Smith. Yeah, that didn't go that well. You though. saw how that – but but here's the thing. I would contend that it didn't go well, but it was necessary. And in the second half, that running game, like, oh, whoa, where's the Smith kid coming from? Well, he didn't all of a sudden get better. It's because all game they were consistently attacking via the run, and that run-pass combo started to show up effectively in the second half. And that's why that's why Seattle's so successful with Marshawn Lynch. He doesn't get huge runs in the first half, but they still pounded up the middle for two and three yards at a time. And that's what I think you saw in the first half with Smith. And then, lo and behold, he gets those eight and nine yard gains in the second half once the defense worn down. And Yeah, I look forward to another great college football season. Uh, I'm excited to get to talk to you about Ohio State wins and Michigan losses, which will both be uh, plenty. The other big th- thing happening this weekend is the start of our Detroit Lions football Hallelujah! Lions football, baby. Boom! We're just... It's football season, Kyle. It's football season. Isn't it wonderful? It's great. I love it. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Kyle, here's what we're going to do. We've been teasing it for weeks now. Time to go through the Lions schedule. Game (laughs) by game. And we're going to pick the winners. This is this is going to be great and painful. This is the definitive Buck and Blue Lions season prediction. Take right, these game. to the bank. Hey, well, these least, are winners. At least mine, not not Kyle's. Nope. <laughs> um, we're not giving you picks. We're giving you winners. Certified. Mark them down. All right, Jordan. First game of the season this Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. It's going to be wonderful against the San Diego Chargers. And it's going to be in San Diego. How do you see this game going for our beloved Detroit Lions? All right, two things at play here. One, it's an away game. Matthew Stafford is usually horrible in away games. Has not beaten a winning opponent or an opponent with a winning record on the road. Yeah. So that worries me. Last season, though, first game of the year against the Giants. Monday Night Football, they came out and dominated. I'm thinking the Lions are going to come out and look like that. I don't think they're going to smoke the Chargers, but I think you're going to see an offensive game. Uh, I think yep. both offenses are going to move down the field. I think Melvin Gordon for the Chargers is going to have a, a good, good game for the, as a rookie. I think he's going to come out and people are going to go, oh, crap, I should have drafted Melvin Gordon on my fantasy team. Um, you think so? I think he's going to have a good game. I really do. But I think the Lions are going to take the win. I think it'll be a late game. I think I think Lions are going to get it. 1-0 to start the season. Interestingly enough, I agree with you. I think the Lions win this one on the road. Um, I think Caldwell gets these guys in the right mindset. Like, I think getting your mind right and starting the season on the road on a good note is something he's capable of preparing them for, and they're capable of doing. Um, I would say that our defense is good enough to contain their offense, mm-hmm. and our offense is superior to their defense. However, I'm really like really scared of the names like Warford and Waddle 
that have been kind of out and not yeah, practicing and worrisome. kind of injured and like our this year I think our our production is entirely going to hinge on this new offensive line gelling as a unit staying staying healthy like Stafford's kind of made up for some of those things in the past like we didn't have a great offensive line the last few years but we've also not been able to beat really good opponents and beat them on the road so I think that's going to be the the crucial point at which their season's made or broken. So um, it's sexy to look for Amir Abdullah and Calvin and Joyke and all these offensive things, but I think the biggest indicator of the offense is going to be that line and whether those guys yeah. are healthy. That's, and that's and big. By, the same, by the same token, Levy's out, and who knows what Haloti Nata is going to look like in this first game. Yep. So I think, like, honestly, our biggest success or failure, I think, is going to hinge upon those lines coming out and looking good. The lines look good. We're gonna look good. They don't. It's gonna be scary. All right, that's that's my uh, take on the Chargers. My what are we up next? We got the Vikings the week after, so we start At the season. Minnesota with two, two road games. Two road games to start the season. Again, I'm gonna lean on veterans. We got a lot of them, offense and defense. And starting on the road, uh, the Vikings. I don't know who their for, first opponent is. But either way, they're going to be looking to make a strong start at home in the division. This is a yep. huge game for them and us, I guess. I mean, any division game is a big game. I do think, you know, that our our defense was our strength on the road last season. And until I see otherwise, I'm going to say that with Terrell Austin and his scheming, I think our defense travels and slows down Teddy in his second year, even with Adrian back, like we're good enough to hang with them. And I think our offense, once again, is good enough to top the Vikings. So I'm going to add another W starting 2-0 for the Lions. Kyle has the Lions starting 2-0. and Can can somebody just call him a slappy and get it over with? I know. I feel like such a slappy. <laughs> but that's okay because I got the Lions beating the Vikings too. Uh, I got them going to 2-0. and Uh People are so high on the, the Vikings. I don't understand it they either. They have dude. AP back. That's going to be the key to that game. Can they stop Adrian Peterson? Uh, I think they can. I would much like, rather Teddy Bridgewater beat us with his arm than have exactly. Adrian Peterson run all over us. So if they can stop, oh. if they can contain Adrian Peterson, I think the Lions win that game. I don't think the Vikings have an improved defense. They drafted a bunch of stuff. If the Lions' offense clicks but, like we hope it's going to. I oh, don't yeah. think their not, defense can stop them. Yeah, not improved enough to take on Johnson and Tate. Yep. And, you know, the Lions, Terrell Austin's going to load the box and just smash Teddy Bridgewater. They're going to stuff the, the lanes in the middle so Adrian can't get far. They're not going to stop him, obviously, entirely. But they're just going to load up and then put pressure on Teddy the whole game and make him beat him with his arm. Like, yep. that's what you got to do. So... All right, so we each have I the Lions it. going 2-0 and to start the 2-0. season. 2-0. All right, Jordan, the home opener. We've got, as our first home opener, primetime game against Peyton Manning and the Denver Paytons. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have in that I thought, game? I thought they were the Denver Papa John's pizzas. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> Better ingredients! Better pizza! <laughs> Denver Papa Broncos. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> the Denver Papa Johns? Yeah, the Denver Papa Johns. Uh, Papa John, if you're listening, we will happily uh, let you sponsor our podcast. Uh, we, accept, <laughs> we accept checks. We will take PayPal. Uh, and pizza. And pizza. If you want to just – we'll put an advertisement for you out every time. You just give us a free pizza each week. We'll be set. And competing, or and competing, and competing pizza companies. If you want to step yeah. in and uh, cut Papa John's off, we will call you them can the still Denver get in. Pizza Places. Okay, whatever your pizza place name is, you will be the Denver Pizza Places. Don't worry, we'll take care of you. <laughs> All right, Jordan. So who do you have with the Denver Paytons coming to Denver town? With the Denver Paytons coming to town. Here we go. True test of the Lions this season, and I got them losing. Uh, I think. Peyton Manning still got some juice left. I think 
he will dissect the defense like Peyton Manning does. It is at home. That's the one thing that makes me think they uh, could uh, rattle the cage there of Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning, I don't think, has played well on the road recently. Uh, so I don't, nope. I don't think this is like the Lions have no chance. I think they could win this game, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Broncos. That's dude. That is perfectly reasonable. All of that makes sense to me. And I got to disagree. <laughs> I think this is a push. You're right. This is a push game. It's, I think it's going to be really even the fact that it's at home is the, the only reason I think that, but the Broncos have some questions at running back. They have, they don't have all their uh, receiving threats. Peyton is awesome in September, however, and that scares me. He's usually because the weather's warm, and if he plays indoors, he is sick nasty. Um, but again, I I think our offense prevails on their defense. It's going to be kind of a shootout back and forth. It's going to be close. Honestly, I see this one coming down to like time of possession and who gets a well-timed field goal to win. Like it's going to be a three point game, right. like a, so I've got like a 35, 38, something. It's going to be like that. So I've got the lions at two and one. Kyle's got the lions at three and oh, here's the lions go on the road to the Seahawks. I'm going to turn it to Kyle so he can tell you how the lions are going to roll into Seattle. Oh, they're dude. Listen to this. Listen to this. All right. So we come off our huge Sunday night win. We're filling ourselves we're playing Monday Night Football on the West Coast. We got lots to prove. We're going out there, and we're going to get smashed because I don't think we're winning that game. And after such an emotional high the week before, on the road Monday night, Seattle's going to be even more up. I just I don't see how we go in there and steal one. Here's, so, here's the thing. I think we're going we're gonna to beat the Broncos, but we're going to lose to the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to be worse than people think this year. I think the Seahawks are due for a little bit of regression. Uh, okay. Marshawn Lynch is still Marshawn Lynch, but I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to have the same type of impact that he's had. He's a big running back, and he's taken a lot of hits. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if I see Beast Mode slow down a little bit. Um, he better not. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> well, Kyle, no one cares about your fantasy team. Um, <laughs> You're right. They don't. All right, all this being said, I do think Seattle's going to regress a little bit. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's going to matter a ton uh, because that division is – I mean, they got the Rams. The Rams might give them a couple good games. Uh, I don't know. I don't see much competition, though, for Seattle in that division. Uh, uh, I don't the Cardinals? They... Yeah. Uh... The Cardinals won like 11 games last year. They were a good team. They beat I guess us. I just I guess I kind of just mentally write off the Cardinals because of – like their quarterback situation at the end of last year, but I guess with Carson Palmer, they have, they were a solid yeah, team. They have Carson Palmer back. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, they won a lot of games. I don't see any in that division. I don't see how you can just dismiss them. That's true. Okay. So let's just say, I think the Seahawks are going to take a little bit of a step back, but I still think they're going to beat the lions. I think the lions will go out to Seattle. Uh, I think this is a high pressure game for Matthew Stafford because I have them losing to Denver, and now it's going to be like, okay, you have a road game against a good team. Stafford, show us what you got. Uh, so we'll see. That game is very interesting to me just for that reason. Uh, I want to see how Matthew Stafford shows up in that game. Uh, but I do think they lose. I think they dropped a 2-2. Two and two. Okay, I've got them at 3-1. and one. You've got them at 2-2. Two and two. Now we come back home. And face the aforementioned Arizona Cardinals. How do you see them returning home in this matchup against another very powerful and underrated NFC opponent? I think they win. <laughs> really? I think they lose. Yep. I got them winning. Uh, okay. I think this is revenge for last season when they couldn't do Jack in Arizona. Uh, but I think I think this is a game that they're going to – at 2-2, two and two, which is what I got them at – and they're going to need this game. This is where they're going to start having to, you know, push back. Uh, and I've got them stepping up and beating the Cardinals at home. Okay. I have them losing to the Cardinals, but I have them winning against the Broncos. I don't feel comfortable those games could easily switch. We could easily lose both. We could easily win both. 
I think they lose to the Cardinals, and I've got them. Uh, I believe we both have them three and two. Three and two now. We very different Sweet. routes to getting there. Uh, yes, my three and there. two. My three and two is a happy three and two because we just won. Your three and two is a mad three and two because we just lost. Yeah, but here's what I think. I think they lose at home to the Cardinals. It's their first home loss, and that shakes them up, wakes them up a little bit. And the next two games are at home also. Yeah, and, and division. We games. are gonna come out and just crush the Bears at the next. The next. I don't. Week. I don't even think we need to talk about this. Both of us nope. have them beating the Bears. Uh, Correct. Yep. Let's move on. Jay Cutler uh, throws eight interceptions uh, in that game, and we kill them. Yep. They don't even play the second half. That's how bad it's going to be. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we've got another interesting game against the Vikings. Now, this one's at home. If we can win on the road, we sh- excuse me, we should be able to beat them at home. Right? Right. Um, I think they beat the Vikings. I think they sweep the Vikings. Again, I'm going to say it again. Everybody's high on the Vikings. I think until I see otherwise, the Lions are better than the Vikings, and they will show it again. I agree. I think, yep, this is going to be a division game. It's going to be at home. Um, it's going to be important, and they need that win to stay competitive in the division. Um, the next game after so the Vikings. So we both have them at 5-2. and two. Yes, sir. So we both have two. them starting the season well. Everybody who listens, I'm sorry if we sound like slappies. These are my honest predictions, five to two, five and two. Next week, we're going to London. London, 9.30 a.m. against the Chiefs. It's one of those games where you got to wake up and you got to decide, do I go to church or do I watch the Lions? I went to church last year against the Atlanta game, so I didn't see it. That's but, probably why they made the field goal at the end, Kyle, because you yep, went to church. I went to church. I'm I'm hoping there's some rope-a-dope church shenanigans that happen again, and I've got them beating the Chiefs out in London. I think it's going to be hard for them on the road, but even harder for Kansas City. So I have the Lions losing to the Chiefs in London. I think oh. this is retribution for last year. They were supposed to lose in London last year against Atlanta, uh, they missed that field goal, but then got saved by a delay a game call. Uh, I think the opposite's going to happen. I think Jamal Charles is going to have a day in London, and I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Lions. All right, so we're off again. But how now. nice we're... is it that one of the Lions' away games is a game in London where both teams oh, are yeah. kind of away? Totally. Yep, I like that, that we don't lose a home field advantage game there. Yep. That's uh, totally awesome. Um, one place we definitely don't have an advantage is Lambeau Field, and that's where we're going to be playing the the game after London. And I think they have no chance. I don't. I know like we haven't won there in forever, but the Packers don't seem to be going away anytime soon. And division opponent at Lambeau, unless Aaron Rodgers gets injured, I don't see how we win this one. The one, yeah, the one, the one thing is with Jordy Nelson out. You got to see who's going to step up for the Packers receivers. Um, but I don't need to because he's going to look like a rock star. Yeah, it's. I mean, he is. There's no doubt he's the best quarterback in the league. I think uh, Andrew Luck is slowly climbing his way up, but I, Aaron Rodgers is just on a level of his own for me. Uh, I think we struggle so hard in Lambeau. We couldn't beat Matt Flynn in Lambeau. Uh, we're not. Nope, not happening. We lose. I was. You know that Matt Flynn game? I was at that game. Yeah, I know you were. You were way up was, in the nosebleeds, weren't you? Uh, no, middle of the row, or middle of the stadium. It was good. It was awesome. I'm we saw you, a guy. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, we saw a guy run out into the field. It wasn't shown on TV. Runs halfway out into the field. A Packers offensive lineman does like three or four shuttle steps sideways, corrals him with one giant claw of an arm, and granted... The offensive lineman is like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. This guy is like maybe 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so way different. And obviously off by like 150 pounds. Offensive lineman lifts him up to his chest and slams the guy down into the ground. As soon as he hits the ground, a whole bunch of security come after him. 
the offensive lineman just like looks down like what what punk and runs away everybody cheers you know the packers are a publicly owned team they should be allowed to run on the field when they want hey that's a great point except can like bill ford or like william Kraft run out into the field whenever they want william Kraft can do whatever he wants because he pretty much says he owns the nfl now but we're not going to talk about this so that's true no and he paid the nfl a million dollars for a million dollars i want to be able to run out into the field all right, so the Packers defeat so I've got the Lions. At, I've got them at five and four right now. I've got them at six and three. All right, the next game we come back home for the Oakland Raiders. Jordan, how do you think the Raiders do against the Lions? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I think me either. I think this is a game that the Lions defense will uh, they'll they'll abuse Derek Carr a little bit. Uh, and I think the after that Lambo game, I think the Lions will come home and get, you know, take care of business and beat the Raiders. Yep, I think so, too. I don't see anything from the Raiders that I'm that afraid of. They are going to be a better team than last yeah, year. Amari They're just not going to be good enough to beat us. Amari Cooper, I think, is going to be a stud wide receiver in this league. Yep. Um, well, I think you get you get Cooper and Crabtree together with Carr. Carr's coming along. That's going to look good. I think Lions take care of them. Thanksgiving Day. I know. Thanksgiving at home. <laughs> I am really This is a scary tempted. game. This is a yes, scary game. Yes, this game terrifies me. Against the this Eagles. game, I'm really tempted to pick them to win the Lions, so I'm going to. Total fanboy. <laughs> Total slap happy. I just, I want to watch, I want to eat my pie and eat my turkey (laughs) during a Lions win. It's totally selfish. It's Thanksgiving. It's It's one of those days where you're like, I'm either going to be like good and satisfied on Thanksgiving or for the entire day, I'm going to be just a grouchy unpleasant person to be around because the lions couldn't get it done and i have a stomach ache but that well that's fine if the lions win because i absolutely i'll be on on my ninth piece of pumpkin pie and just like i know it's see this game honestly gun to my head i think the eagle like i think the lions lead this game all the way and the eagles sneak it late in the fourth like the eagles do some sort of weird trickery the Lions get some penalties. Wait, Something wait, wait. dumb happens. Who are you I'm picking? picking the I'm picking the Lions because I want them to win. I'm total <laughs> fanboy. Alright. I'm picking the Lions because I think they will win this game. Uh Okay. I think Chip You think Kelly's, the Eagles are overhyped? I think Chip Kelly's offenses look great in the preseason. But we all know as Lions fans what the preseason means. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh so I and plus by by Thanksgiving, Sam Bradford's gonna have at least two broken shoulders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a yeah, we won't be knee. playing Sam. We won't be playing Sam Bradford. <laughs> yeah, Sam Bradford will not be anywhere near a football field. So we'll nope. be dealing with. Uh, I think isn't Mark Sanchez their backup? I think yes. <laughs> I Mark think the Sanchez. San- I think the Sanchez will be in at quarterback yep. for the Eagles, and then they'll probably have to call Tim Tebow back after he butt fumbles again, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be all Lions on Thanksgiving Day. You definitely sound like a slappy. <laughs> well, uh, I only have the Lions at 7-4. and four. What do you have them at? I believe I have them at 8-3 and three right now. Yeah, who's the slappy now, Kyle? It could be 7-4. and four. Easily could be. It easily could be six and five, five and six. I think uh, some okay. of these games. Yeah, I agree. All right, continuing along. This time we get the Packers at home. They get yep, a couple extra got... day. They or no, it's actually a Thursday night game. Uh, mm-hmm. The following week against the Packers at home. Who you got, Kyle? I don't like this game because it's going to be the third game. In less than three weeks. Granted, we'll have a week off between the Eagles and the Packers, but that'll that Eagles game will be off a short week from the Raiders. 
history would say that this is a really, really bad spot for football teams. That being said, home against the division opponent, it's our second-to-last division game. We absolutely have to win this game. Yep. We have to. So who are you picking, so Kyle? I'm just <laughs> let me finish. It's prime time Thursday night at home. We are going to win this game. Kyle, you heard it here first on Buck and Blue. Kyle says, because we have to, we are going to beat the Packers at home. Yep. All right. This is where the the podcast just turns into complete Lions, Lions fandom. As yep. Buck is also picking the Lions to beat the Packers at home. But here's my You question. are such a slappy. <laughs> I can't believe it. Dude, have a little have some guts. Here's make, the reason Make the I, call. Here's the reason I'm taking the Pat or the Lions to beat the Packers at home. Aaron Rodgers, the last couple times he's visited Ford Field, has not had his best games. What uh nope. a couple years ago he got hurt in one of these games, but even before he got hurt he wasn't playing great. Last year the Lions beat the Packers at home. And they looked uh, the Packers looked dreadful. It was like they yeah. put their second team in. It was they did nothing. The Packers looked horrible that game. That was after that yeah. game where Aaron Rodgers had to come out and say, Hey, relax. Like yeah. it's early in the season. Yep. We're okay. But with that said, I the Packers have struggled in Ford Field recently, so I think I think the Lions win this game. Okay. So then we get nice ten day break and we make a little road trip out to St. Louis. Yep. What do you think happens there? Every time the Lions have a long layoff, I think they're okay. They're going to be ready. They're going to be ready to come out, and then they suck. <laughs> I think they yep. lose to the Rams. I think Dude, they lose ah, to the Rams. What? How? Seriously? <laughs> I think they lose to the Rams. They're coming uh, off a high. Uh, they're coming off a high win against the Packers. Yep. I think they lose to the Rams. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, that's terrible because I think the same thing. We are so in sync, Kyle. <laughs> yep, I think well because look, we got a three-game home stand. Um, Eagles a huge Thursday Thanksgiving game. Packers huge Thursday division game. You think we've got all this rest going into a road game, and then bam, the Rams defense bites you in the ass, and Nick Foles throws for like 400 yards, and you're like, what the heck just happened? And all of a sudden, we're losing on the road. In December, and that's yeah. not good. So that is absolutely a trap game. And keep in mind, the Rams went into Seattle last year and got yeah, a win against the Seahawks. I think the, the Rams Seahawks, are a good so... team. I think they have yep. a really good defense. Uh, I think a big, a big part of their uh, season this year is going to be how Todd Gurley looks. Um, but I think they're a good team, and I, th- I think that's going to be a very, very hard game. Uh, we continue the road trip, and we've got the New Orleans Saints, and it's in New Orleans, and it's a Monday night showdown. Monday night, oh. and the other they this is the second of uh, second Monday night yep. game for the Lions this year. The first one yeah, is going to be our, that loss in Seattle. Exactly, uh, and it's our first prime or our fourth prime time game of the year. So, how are we looking in prime time so far? Right now, I have them losing to the Broncos, losing to the Seahawks, uh, beating the Packers. Yep. And I'm going to have them lose to the Saints. Uh, what? Dude, I've got them losing to the Saints, too. Yep. I think road games here. Uh, yeah, that's that's what kills me also. I have no confidence with them going on the road, in, especially in uh, New Orleans. I'm just going to say this to our many, many fans out there. We did not compare these picks going ahead of time. No, uh, not at all. separate picks. I think we've all, I mean, we've differed on a couple early on, uh, but a lot of these end up being the same. But I do think they lose to the Saints here. I don't think the Saints are that good. I just nope. think. This I is going to be one of those classic on dumb games. Yep. Yep. This the is going to be are, one of those dumb games. They're 8-5 and five going into the game for me. For you, they're 9-4, and four, uh, and they're going to go in and just lay an egg, I think. Yep. I think so, too. And I think – that's what shakes them up. We get back home, and I think we take care of business against the 49ers the, the next week. The Yeah, the former Jim Harbaugh's. The San Francisco, yep. we used to have Jim Harbaugh's. And now who do we have? 
Uh, some backup assistant coach to some special teams punt kicker guy. I don't know. That's yeah, who, the thing. Yeah, it's just, yeah. They're, they're, they, the Lions win their game. Yep. San Lions Francisco, San the Francisco only thing. Yep, they're going to be playing for a lottery pick, a draft pick. Not a lottery pick, a draft pick. And we are going to be playing for playoffs. I know. Shut up. We're going to have something to play for. They're going to have nothing to play for. And it'll be back at home after two road losses. They're going to be, like, chomping to get that All one. Right. So, so let's set this I up. I think they they pick that one up for their 10th win in my book. I agree with you. So you have the Lions at 10-5. and five. I have the Lions at 9-6. and six. Okay. So Correct. right there, let's, let's talk about this. Do you think 10 wins is good enough to get in the playoffs? No. So you think for your final game of the season, the Bears, you think they need that game to get into the playoffs? Yes. The, oh, yeah. I think the Bears are going to be like 3-12 and 12 or something dumb by then. Maybe not. And the Bears aren't going to care. We are absolutely going to need that game because I think the NFC is going to be jam-packed for that wild card between um, between Arizona. Here's your, here's your teams. Arizona, Seattle. Green Bay, Detroit, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Those teams are all going to be kind of in the mix. The NFC South is going to have someone just because. Lord knows who that's going to be, but whatever. <laughs> they're, going to, they're not going to be relevant. It's every other team. All of those teams are going to be competing for that last wild card spot, and they're all going to have, I think, around 10 wins. And I think those last two games are going to decide who is on the outside with 10-6, and six, like last year with Philadelphia. And who is on the inside playing with 11 or more wins like Dallas, Detroit, etc. I think um, Atlanta wins the NFC South, by the way. Anyway. I don't care. I think Well, I think the Saints do, but I don't care. That's just because okay. of we disagree. Drew Brees', right. Drew Brees slappiness. Ooh, so but I think they beat the Bears. Yep. In Chicago. Think, yep. They need it. Chicago doesn't. Chicago just wants to go home. Detroit needs this game to give themselves a playoff chance. And they get this one on the road to finish once again eleven and five. Okay, didn't step I forward, Lions... didn't step back with their record. Go ahead. I think the Lions will win this last game against the Bears. I've got them finishing ten and six. I don't know if that's good enough to make the playoffs. I don't know. I th- I think they can get to ten wins. Again, a lot of these games are push games. I think they should be able to get to ten and six. But we'll see what happens. Our offense is good enough. I want to see if the defense steps up and is uh, – I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but if they are a competent NFL defense, I think the Lions should be definitely in contention come December. So I've got them at 10-6 and six. in the division, interestingly enough. I've got them sweeping the Vikings. I've got them sweeping the Bears and going one against, one against the Packers. So that should at least tie them with the Packers for the best division, division record. Yep. I agree. I have the same five and one against the division. So, do you have the Lions winning the NFC North then, or the Packers going in the NFC North? I I think it's going to be just like last year. Twelve and twelve and four Packers beat out eleven and five Lions, and that's why I think we need that last game to be at eleven and five because we have the Packers, the Eagles, and the Lions are going to have very tough roads this year. To now, get here's the, the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. The Packers' schedule is almost identical to the Lions' schedule, with yep. the exception they play Dallas where we play Philadelphia. Oh, they also play the Panthers, uh, whereas we, we play, play New Saints. Orleans. Yes. So I don't know who gets the upper hand in that one. I think the Cowboys-Eagles, that's a toss-up. I think That's going to come down to health and matchups, honestly. Yep. The NFL, there's you can't predict that kind of stuff, but I think with those two teams, it's going to come down to who's healthy at the right time in the matchups. I think the Packers will obliterate the Panthers, though. Like, oh, the yeah. Panthers, they're gonna... The Panthers have a good defense, whereas I think that's probably the difference between the Packers and the Lions this year. I think the Packers will destroy the Panthers where we lose to New Orleans. Uh, yep. I, I think... Green Bay can go into a shootout with anybody. I don't care that Jordy Nelson's out. Aaron Rodgers is good enough to just – he'll throw it down his receiver's throat and then make him puke the ball out at the end zone. Like, (laughs) he's he's so good. Um, That is such a good image. He covers a multitude (laughs) of sins. um, This is like a Harry Potter episode happening. Like, just – he walks to the goal line, just (laughs) – 
But yeah, Harry Potter is exactly what's going to happen because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Wizards or something stupid. Great. <laughs> All right. That's it. You heard it here first. Kyle's got the Lions going 11-5. I've got the Lions going 10-6. Both of us are Lions slappies. Uh, we try as hard as we can not to be, but it's hard. We just want we just want the Lions to win, okay? We so do. I could easily see an, a 7-9 and nine record. Like, yeah, I mean, say a the, lot of these games are close. Yeah, say the Chargers go sideways, Broncos, Seahawks, Cardinals go sideways, both Packers games go bad, Eagles go bad, Rams, Saints go bad. That's the nature of the NFL, though. This is this is the year we learn, because this is Stafford in his prime. Let's hit it. Like, Stafford Kelvin, shows what you Kelvin's got. Kelvin's window's not over. No, but I but I mean Stafford's in his prime time years here. Let's go uh, make something of this and prove to the NFL that you are an above average quarterback and you can get the job done. Kyle has a fun fact for us today. He's gonna close the show. In the spirit of this whole lion schedule talk, I decided to come up with a fun fact about lions, the actual animal lions. About lions, great. Yes, lions. Jordan, did you know that the roar of a lion can be heard from as much as eight kilometers or five miles away? No. Five miles. Dude, a lion's roar five miles away. Isn't that crazy? I, I, that's... Do you know how far that is? Five miles? Five... Yeah, it's like eight kilometers. <laughs> Exactly. That you're awesome at converting. Are you like a math teacher or something? Uh, I've been known to dabble in some math from time to time. You know what? The NFL is going to hear these lions roaring from eight kilometers away. That's for oh sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> which is worse? You listen Our... to the Lion Slappy podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say which is worse. <laughs> Join us again. This in... fun fact. Join us or again our picks. in two weeks when we're crying because the lions are on too. <laughs> Uh, I don't want it to happen, but uh, I want football so much. All right, shout out to Matt, because you're not listening. And neither is... Thanks for looking up our podcast. And neither is anyone else. But somebody is. No, no, we've got listeners. I know we've got listeners. Really? And if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Because you know what? We appreciate you. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter, at Buck and Blue. Let us know you're listening. We will dedicate an episode to you, I promise. And we might send you uh, some Papa John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that we're going to get for free when Papa John's calls us. So, Papa John, hit us up on Twitter. That's right. Us and Peyton Manning All right. feeding the world one pizza at a time. Uh, pizza. Mm. I'm hungry. All right, he's hungry and I'm blue, and that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for joining us on Buck and Boo Hoo. See you later. Suck it, Jordan. Congratulations. You just listened to Buck and Blue. Don't you feel better?